0: Hello, horses, mountains, and dogs family. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for tuning in to our mini-sode. You know, Kathy Heller sent me an email the other day, and as she said, this brought me instant tears. This email came from her best friend, and it says, it's a picture of a mother and a daughter uh, kind of hugging and looking at each other, a young young daughter, young girl, young mother, and it says, If your wounded mom's higher self could speak to your conscious self, here's what the mother would say. I am not going to heal and wake up to my truth in this lifetime, but you will. You have all the codes to make it all happen for your soul, and then you'll raise the frequency for the collective. You know, I bring this up because it really touches on an experience I had with my daughter yesterday, (laughs) and I know I am not alone in having very difficult situations as a mother raising children where you get to finally look at how you were raised and perhaps your own programming when you get to the edge of things, when you don't have any idea how to do something. And a few things. Number one, thank you, mom. <laughs> Can I just say, thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. Thank you to my grandparents, to my loved ones, everyone, my teachers who helped raise me and shape me and connect with me at a conscious and subconscious level from both our higher selves and our lower selves. Because it's each of those moments that shapes us and helps us and supports us and sometimes breaks us open wide to who we are meant to be here on earth. And I want to just share this story of what happened yesterday, and then also share the lesson and the takeaway of what happened when I reached out and asked for help, which can be one of the hardest things to do. Okay. So my daughter has been having a really difficult time going to school, my five-year-old. She has been having a hard time accepting boundaries, accepting a no. She's in that, I want, I want, I want, I want to Barbie, I want to this, I want stage. And it's been really difficult. She's like the master bargainer negotiator (laughs) because often we now know what she wants, the Barbie doll say. And we need to get her to do certain things like be happy about going to school. And we may or may not have caved and committed to getting her said Barbie. By the way, the Barbie that she picked out comes with a dog that has its own poop. Yeah, you put the poop like into a fanny pack on the dog and it goes inside and then comes out, if you know what I mean. They don't make them like they used to, folks. I'm just saying. But yeah, I'm psyched that she picked a dog that has, you know, real quote, fake little mini poop. Pebbles. Okay, this is too much information. But anyhow, <laughs> I want to talk about something that I said no to. So after I picked her up from school, we had a little bit of a, a play date with some friends on the logs. It was one of our first really nice sunny days. And then We went to Walgreens. I needed to pick up a thumb splint. If you haven't heard about my little thumb injury, go check it out on social media. I'll be getting an x-ray. I'll have an update for you there. (laughs) And an amazing 30-minute drop, by the way, about being a wounded healer today. You can find that over on social media. So anyways, I needed to pick up a thumb splint and a, a snack from Starbucks for the two of us. And these places are right next to each other. So we walk into Walgreens first. also had to get some deodorant, thumb splint. I'm checking out and she finds some bags of chips or something in the final aisle. You know how they always have those snacks at the end, right? And she starts obsessing about these chips and she really wants the chips. And we're going to go have a healthier snack option at Starbucks. She had a hot ham and Swiss croissant, if you want to know. But First, she she wants the chips, and I say no, and we walk through this, and then we go to Starbucks, and we have a nice little lesson about asking for what we need and how you get someone's attention. She needed a fork for her croissant to cut it up because it was too hot. And first you have to get the attention, excuse me. Then you have to ask, can I have a fork? She's having trouble pronouncing her F, so we had this nice little lesson, and then you say, thank you. Okay, so as we're walking back to the car, I am thinking in my head, gosh, I just bought her all of this stuff. She doesn't ask me nicely or get my attention. She just lays on the floor or pouts and refuses to leave. And I'm calling her and finally getting her to walk out the door with me only because I am walking out the Walgreens door. A difficult situation. I wish that she would take the lesson I just taught her of how to ask for something from a stranger and apply it to how she might ask for something from her mother. But isn't it funny we don't do that because our moms, for the most part, they give us what we need. (laughs) We cry loud enough, long enough, so on. And it's this pattern as we grow up that we have to learn how to treat and respect our parents also as human beings perhaps, hopefully, I hope I do this mom and dad, by the way, I I hope I have at 42 finally gotten there. But anyhow, I found myself taking her back to the truck and we had to pass the Walgreens again. And she picked up talking about the chips, even though she's already had a meal now. She's really upset that she didn't get to have the chips. So we get to the truck and the truck is very high for my little five year old. And she refuses to get in the truck. And I have an injured thumb. So I only have one hand. So I sort of awkwardly like, like, you have to get in the truck, I have a meeting I have to get home for, right. And if we got in the truck now, I'd have like 15 or 20 minutes, you know, of downtime before that meeting to get set up, maybe use the bathroom, you know, get a cup of coffee, whatever I need to do. And she's not getting in the car. And so I, I use my my muscles, right? And I force her physically, one handed, sort of up. And, and as I'm doing it, it's awkward. And I accidentally break the Walgreens bag, and the deodorant falls out on the pavement. I pick it up, and I'm dealing with all that. And then she's like sort of stuck between her school basket, which they use instead of backpacks, and the back of the car seat. And she's in this awkward position. And she's crying, and throwing a tantrum with her feet sticking out the truck door, kind of like the Wicked Witch of the West a little bit, you know, that's the image that came to me. And I'm like, Danny, you have to get in the car, we have to go. And so I push her into the car, so that I can close the door. And she refuses, she's prostrate in the rear seat of the car. This is just like one of those horrible images, I'm really taking you all deep. So you know, because I know, I'm not alone in having these experiences and that it's important for us to talk about not only the thing that happened, but more importantly, how we walked through and processed it and got the help we needed. So she's in the back of the car. I get into the front seat and I'm like, Danny, please get in your seat. We have to go. I have a meeting. We have to go. I'm going to give you to the count of three. The count of three thing doesn't work. I'm trying to keep my voice normal, calm, but I'm getting really frustrated and upset and, you know, maybe a little louder so then I'm like, what can I do to get louder, to like get through to her, to to break through this? And I have the idea, and I'm not proud of this, and I did not follow through, but I am going to be transparent with you. I have the idea that maybe I could turn the panic button on in the car to wake her up and, and scare her. And I know like, I can't do this, but I find it coming out of my mouth. And I'm like, I'm going to get out of the car and turn on the panic button, so that you get in the car seat. If you don't want a really loud noise, you need to get in your car seat. So I get out of the car and I take Lucky, my dog out of the car with me. And I'm like, I know I can't do this, but like, what am I gonna do? Now I've said I'll do that if I don't fall. Like, what do I do? I'm so frustrated. And again, I don't have two hands right now because I have an injured thumb to physically pick her up and put her into the car seat and buckle her in. As I maybe would otherwise do, as gently but as strongly as I can, you know. And she's like forty or fifty pounds now, right? So I get out of the car. I call my husband. I tell him exactly where I am, exactly what's going on, because again, he's been dealing with these issues with her too. Okay, I tell him exactly what's happening, and then I'm like, "What can I do?" And and you know, there's nothing he can do except. To partner with me and pray with me and be in it. So I'm not so alone. So I hang up the phone with them. I'm like, I need someone here on the ground. I need help on the ground. And I see this woman walk to her car parked a few car spaces away from me. And there are no cars between us. So there's this blank area of pavement. And I think to myself, if only I felt that I could ask that woman for help, a complete stranger, but someone who is a neutral party who could step in, who also has a pair of hands, two hands, and could maybe help me guide her into the seat because I can't do that right now with my injured thumb. And she's already gotten in her car, but I'm like, you know what? It's my moment. I just have to go and ask. So I walk over and I ask her, you know, can you please get out of the car? It's sort of this awkward situation. She's already started her car. She gets out of the car. You know, where is your child? Over here inside my truck. I open the door. She sees her there lying on the floor crying and she starts talking to her and she's a little bit older than me yes I also have a daughter you know my daughter would love this car seat do you want to get in the car seat And we're doing those things that adults do maybe I'll take this car seat away if you don't use it maybe my daughter would like this car seat this is such a nice car seat way nicer than the car seats I had would you please get in the the car seat so that your mom can go home And then I'm saying, okay, we're just, we're going to roll with this. We're going to act like this is working, but it's not working, right? So I'm like, Lucky's going to get in the car. Lucky, load up. I put him in the front seat. I walk around. Okay, we're going to go. Mommy's going to get in her car seat. I get into my car seat. I'm looking over the back and this woman is still working with Danny, whose car seat is the back right behind the passenger seat. And finally, she convinces her to get into the car seat and starts talking to her about horses and ponies. Do you like horses and ponies? I have a I have a horse and a pony, and I would love for you to come and meet my little pony Penny. And earlier, as Danny and I were driving to Walgreens, she'd been talking about wanting to have a girl horse, which we call a mare, <laughs> and a baby horse, which a lot of people think ponies are baby horses, but they are just smaller horses, the dwarves of the kingdom. And so she starts talking about this pony named Penny, a small female horse and that she can come and meet her. And as she finally helps me get my daughter strapped in, oh my gosh, thank goodness. She invites us to come over to Equestrian Connections, which is a horse therapy place where I have volunteered before. And we exchange introductions. We had already exchanged names, but she invites us to come over for a visit. And I'm like, I'm like tearing up thinking about it because it was one of those moments where I just realized The help is there for you at any given moment. It's just that we stop seeing it because we start thinking that we need to do it all ourselves. Oh, mamas, please know you were never meant to raise your children by yourself. Yes, there are certain things that only come out of your body like breast milk, but that is over now. Okay, and even if that didn't work out for you, I know you figured out a way. I know that the world rallied around you with solutions, with help. Help is available for whatever problem you have. And you know what? There are so many problems coming that we don't even know we have yet. And the help is available. The solutions are there. There is an abundance of possibility in this world. And it could be parked right next to you. Don't press the panic button. Even if you have said you're going to press the panic button, it's okay. We all go a little crazy. We all find our edge. Even if you have pressed the panic button, it's okay. Your child's not going to be totally traumatized forever, although maybe a little bit. (laughs) I'm glad I'm not having to process having done that one, but it's okay. Whatever you've done, you can come back from. Health and healing are available to all of us. Always, always. Okay? So forgive your parents. If there's something you need to forgive yourself for, please, please do that. Don't put that on your children. Don't use your muscle, your strength to push them into something that's not a fit for them. If you're tight on time, I did make it to my meeting, by the way. I was there getting on the Zoom call one minute before it started (laughs) with a little luck when God made time, he made enough of it. Ah, isn't that a gift? So one more thing I want to share on this short mini-sode, which is actually turning into a longer one. I pulled away of the horse card. If you have not listened to my last longer podcast drop, which was amazing, I interviewed Linda Kohenov. She is the mother of equine facilitated coaching. She is partially responsible for starting this movement with her research, with her work with the Tao of Equus, which she published in 2001. She has since published well over 20 books. And she partnered with this incredible artist. We'll be dropping the artist's interview next, Kim McElroy. I had a two-hour conversation with each of them on separate days it was like a total out of body experience i completely lost sight of time by the way i had another uh meeting that i missed because i was so absorbed in this conversation in this miracle of the moment so i pulled one of their cards in relation to this story i knew i was going to share with you today And the card I pulled has two black horses touching noses and they're beautiful, big black horses kind of reminds me of jet more like quarter horses, not like Frisians, if you know much about the breeds, but They are standing on two rocks, so their bodies are higher up with their front legs on the rocks and their haunches down on the ground, and they're sniffing noses. There's a little bit of wind in the air connecting them, connecting their spirits. When horses connect to each other and when we connect to horses, they connect often through the breath. Just blow into a horse's nose and breathe in their scent. There's a lot of information. It's an exchange of information, of souls, of senses, of smells. So this card is called Merlin's Spirit. And these are the three snapshots. Redemption of the masculine. Mutual transformation. The new hero's journey. Okay. Let me describe the image again, as Linda Koenow does. She says, Two stallions. Okay, so these are male horses who can reproduce. I was explaining this to Danny, by the way. My horse Jet, who's a big black horse, like these guys, except he has a white star. He is not able to make babies with Tiki because he's not a stallion. He's a gelding. Kind of like a uh, eunuch, right? Isn't that what they are? Anyways, he's not able to make babies. But these two horses are, and they have a lot more energy. And that's what I was telling Danny on this same car ride, actually, that they have too much energy for us to keep them around. Stallion energy is a whole other thing. If you think horses have energy touching them, wait until you touch or are touched by a stallion, like nothing I've ever experienced before. And I, lifelong horse person, have only touched a handful of stallions just to understand how rare they are because of their very high energy. Two stallions, father and son, meet on common ground. The heart between them gathers strength as they share the breath of life. Hope springs from the depths of an ancient wound, causing even the stones to weep. I don't see the stones weeping. Oh, actually, wow. I do see a face with a weeping stone in it now that I look a little closer. Oh my gosh, this card is so cool. I will totally post this card with a drop of this podcast so that you can see what it is that I'm looking at. So here's the gift. Power and gentleness find a new way to coexist, balance, and finally heal the immense injustices Perpetuated by and on the masculine body, mind, and spirit. So here's the thing. Danny and I, we both have a very strong masculine energy. This is what I want. This is when I want it. This is how I want it. In Danny's case, I want these chips. In my case, I want you to get in the car so we can go. Okay. She sits down and uses her small body to protest. I won't get in the car. I don't want to leave the Walgreens. I use my stronger, bigger, you know, father (laughs) or stallion and son, mother and daughter energy to push her into the car, okay? These are these injustices, right? These immense injustices that we perpetrate on children. If we really look at it, right? And even though this is small, this is a small thing, on some level, all of us are doing this because they are smaller. We are responsible for carrying them. I do need to get her into the car. I do need to buckle her into the car seat before I can legally drive for her safety, right? But here's the challenge. True masculinity has been twisted, tortured, and betrayed by a culture of conquest and consumerism. Ah, it's hard to fathom what a peaceful, healthy form of virility might look like. To have any hope of changing the world, men and women must reevaluate and re socialize the active, masculine principle within their own families and their own psyches, a task requiring significant soul searching and imagination. So you see how I took that moment and I searched my soul and I reached out to my masculine partner, to my husband and his virility, his truth. He's so balanced, right? And then I reached out to another woman for help, for a little more gentleness, for a pair of hands that could help me and also help me not be so alone in the work. Use your imagination, search your soul, allow it to be okay for you to do the work that you need to do, to ask for the help that you need. There is no shame in asking for help, even if it's a stranger in the parking lot. And a huge shout out to Diana. Big thank you to you. We could do a whole thing about Diana, Artemis, the hunter, the Greek goddess. And you saw and you helped with your bow. You were right on point, your spiritual bow to help me. And I just want to thank you so much for being there and being available. And I want to encourage you, horses, mountains, and dogs family, whether you need support working with your animal, sign up for my Get Fit With Your Dog or Get Fit With Your Animal program. If you just want to join a tribe of people who are seeing and processing and working through their own motherhood wounds, whether you're a mom to a four-legged or a two-legged or 50 legged I totally understand. <laughs> I'm here with you to support you, to guide you, to share the wisdom as I walk through it. And I'm not perfect, y'all. Brene Brown, these are the gifts of imperfection. But if I can share honestly, and openly with you. It's my hope that you will also be able to share and just see yourself in that moment, especially if you are the injured, wounded healer. And there is something that you might be inflicting as a result of your wound because you are trying to do things one-handed. When you're doing things one-handed, isn't that the moment where it's time to reach out for another pair of hands to help you do little things like Pick up your child and put her in the car seat when she's having a difficult day, gently, lovingly. Because a five-year-old can't do that. All right, that's all I've got for you today. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you around.